Good evening. Have you heard about the Order of Demole and Masonic family in general? We're going to be talking about those connections this evening and just what that means and how it adds to the experience overall. And I think we're going to learn a little bit about the history as well. As you see, we've got some excellent guests on this evening that's going to help us walk through all that, both both historically from an advisor standpoint and someone that's just recently gotten involved with their son. So we're going to get a well-rounded episode and full of thoughts and advice about the Order of Demolay. So stick with us. We have an excellent show for you right after this on Historical Light. Welcome back to the Historical Light Masonic Podcast, dedicated to illuminate our past and bring our Masonic history to light since 2016. Now, enjoy the show. Good evening and welcome back to Historical Light, an independent Masonic show focused on the historical events and aspects of Freemasonry. I'm your host, Brother Alex Powers, and we have two amazing guests on this evening, Brother Marvin Fletcher, right here from Kansas, and Brother Joe Martinez, all the way over from the East Coast, D.C. area. Uh, Brother Marvin is an uh, advisor, I believe is the role. Uh, for Oklahoma, and he is going to be giving us an amazing talk this evening on kind of the historical um, aspects and all through uh, the Demolay order. And then Brother Joe has an interesting rounding of that, being as his son just got involved a few months ago. So I think we're going to have some excellent advice and tons of information. With that, brothers, I want to give a chance for more proper introductions Brother Marvin, would you mind to tell us just a little bit about who you are and your background in masonry? Well, I'm uh, a member of uh, Delaware Lodge Number 96 uh, is my mother lodge. Uh, I'm also a uh, past master there. And I was master in 92 and uh, I'm a member of uh, Jinx Lodge Number 497 in Jinx, Oklahoma, and a past master there as well. Um, uh, I joined uh, the fraternity uh, at the age of 18 while serving as master counselor of Delaware chapter, Order of Demolay, and was raised by the Grand Master of Kansas at the time, uh, Larry Weingartner, most worshipful Larry Weingartner. Fantastic, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on this evening. And it's your first time on Historical Light. I know uh, we'd had the conversation that you were a little thrown back to be invited on the show. Um, but guys, I, I honestly have to say, um, throughout the conversations I've had uh, with Brother Fletcher over the years, uh, he is the number one guy that always comes across as the most passionate uh, when he talks about Demole, um, just how much he admires it and uh, loves what they stand for and wants to push them forward. So as soon as this came up as a requested topic for this show, I could think of no one better uh, than Brother Fletcher to come on here and talk about that. And then also good, good friend, Brother Joe Martinez, your son just got involved. My brother, will you give us a little bit of uh, background to just who you are and your background in masonry as well? Sure. Uh, so my name is Joe uh, and I'm a mason. Uh, I am still the Worshipful Master of Manassas Lodge, number 182 in Manassas, Virginia. Um, yeah, still master. And uh, I'm also a member of uh, Benjamin B. French Lodge number 15 in the District of Columbia. Uh, I am also a member of Ezekiel Bates Lodge, no number, in Attleboro, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm a member in UGLE, and I'm also a member of the Kansas Lodge of Research. So, uh, yeah, so I pay a lot of dues. Um, and as uh, Brother Alex said, uh, my son this summer uh, just joined the Order of Demolay. So, um, yeah, so it's been uh, fun and interesting so far. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we usually start the show off, uh, as everyone watching knows, hopefully, uh, by a couple icebreaker questions, getting to know our guests on the show a little bit personally before we dive into the topic for this evening. So first question, we're going to start off with you, Brother Marvin, is do you have family history prior to yourself in the Masonic fraternity? 
Yes, I'm a third generation at least. Uh, there, there is some belief that uh, uh, my great 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 grandfather Willie <laughs> uh, could have been, and also uh, who incidentally died in the Battle of New Orleans in uh, 1814. My brother found that out. Anyway, uh, then in, and then his uh, uh, son would have been Asa Fletcher. And there's a belief that he was um, a Mason. But the only two that I know of distinctly in the family is uh, my my father and uh, his father. Awesome. Um, so with that, is that what made you decide that you wanted to become a Mason knowing those connections? Or, or what was it for you that made you want to make that leap, become a Mason? And also, what's kept you around all these years? Demolay was what? made me uh, want to give back what was given to me when I was a young man. Uh, the camaraderie between the advisors and the youth uh, was at, at Delaware Chapter was amazing. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, an event that's happening tomorrow in uh, Emporia is uh, our ritual coach from way back in the 80s, uh, a member and a past master, and actually my mentor in Delaware Lodge. His name is uh, Earl Saunders. He's receiving the Honorary Legion of Honor tomorrow afternoon in Emporia. And uh, I'll be there. And this is going to be a very, very special day for himself, um, myself, and his son, Richard. Wow. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. So glad you're going to have the opportunity to make that event, brother. It, it, brother it should have been done a, a couple of years back, if not 20 or 30, but uh, for whatever reason, it's being done tomorrow, and, and that's, uh, that's great. Laws is happening. Good time. Good Amen. time. Brother Joe Martinez, you, you've had the honor of being on the show before, or I should say we've had the honor of having you on the show before. That's right, have had the honor. <laughs> but for those that uh, may not have had the opportunity to uh, see you on that episode or get to know you, I want to ask you kind of the same questions. Do you have family history in masonry before yourself? Nope. I am a first generation, at least that I know of. Uh, I know my dad was not a mason. Um, I didn't know my grandfather's. Um, uh, but I don't think I had any family history in masonry. I am a first generation Mason. And, uh, I, uh, like I said, the last time I was on the show, I, I consider myself a, a Dan Brown Mason. So, um, you know, I joined in the early two thousands, you know, after, uh, Freemasonry got popular again, uh, thanks to people like Dan Brown and, you know, just, uh, knocked on the door of a lodge and said, what is this? It sounds interesting. And, uh, away we went. And, uh, that was 17 years ago. That's fantastic, man. So, so yeah, I do remember having that conversation with you and that that's, that's awesome. You know, I, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, what's, what's the other movie now? National treasure. I think that was huge around the time that I came in. So, you know, those aspects are really good at drawing the attention to something that you probably wouldn't have seen so much prior to that. But for you, I'm curious, not having that tie, what is it once you got in and everything that has kept you around all these years? Well, it, it hasn't. Uh, so I did take a I did take a break in, in Freemason when I first joined. Um, and I think we spoke about this the last time as well. Um, uh, you know, I joined a uh, when I joined, I joined in another jurisdiction and I joined a lodge that where you had that prototypical age disparity. You know, I was definitely the youngest person by about 50 years in my lodge. Um, and, uh, you know, the lodge was, was light on officers and light on people. Um, and the, the, the needs of the lodge at the time became too great for me to even, uh, want to stay interested. Um, at the time we had just had a baby, I was still in the army. Uh, and this was, you know, 2004, 2005. So, uh, the U S military was still a little bit busy doing things at that time. And, um, so it just became too much for me to, uh, to handle. But, uh, but I did come back to Freemasonry, um, about, about nine years ago, um, and, uh, jumped in with both feet and, uh, joined everything I could. And, uh, 
yeah, have uh, all the lapel pins to show for it. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely been a ride. But, but to your point, um, we've definitely become a Masonic family. My daughter uh, has been a Rainbow Girl for six years good. now. Uh, my son just joined D Malay, and uh, yeah, so you know we're definitely a a Masonic family, quote unquote. That, that's that's fantastic, and I, I've got to throw in there that not only has your daughter gotten into the Rainbow Girls order, but she's even branched out farther and becoming a Masonic speaker. She's spoken she has, at Masonic yeah, events and kicked butt at it as well. Thank you. Yeah, she's done it a couple of times. Um, yeah, she spoke at Esotericon and. Uh, she did. An, uh, I think she went on Masonic on Chicago. Masonic on Chicago. That's right. And she went on Refracted Light too. Um, yeah, she is. Uh, she's definitely a seeker. So uh, I can't wait for her to be a grown up and uh, you know see what, <laughs> what what amazing things are going to come out of her head. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely um, it's piqued her curiosity as well and, and lit that flame. So uh, which is awesome. Fantastic. Well, I am stoked to jump in uh, to the conversation this evening and learn all about uh, the Order of Malay. kind of cover that history, where they came from, where they're at, and what they're all about. Before we jump into the bolts and nuts of that, I want to give a huge shout out to everyone that does support the show and has supported the show. We've been around since 2016, and we are viewer supported from fans like you, keeping the lights on around here and helping us preserve history and bring it to light. If you like what we do, you can help support the show by going over to historicallight.com slash support and do so through Patreon. We've got some awesome things there you can check out. We've got some new exclusive Patreon supporter lapel pins. And if you get on that, uh, that ambassador level, we even got a lodge breast jewel and custom shirt for you. So help us out historicallight.com slash support on Patreon and for Justin Staley, who asked me like a thousand times, you can do that through PayPal on Patreon. All right, brothers, let's talk Demolay. Now, Brother Marvin, I know you've got a bit of an intro. I want to kind of hand it over to you uh, to get into that, and then we'll learn about just where uh, the order of Demolay came from and a little bit of their history to start out. Well, now, I've written it to be a little bit less than that. Okay. And you'll you'll understand. Sure. First and foremost, I, I must convey how tremendously humble I am to have been invited to speak on DMLA. There are, in my opinion, so many more qualified and well-established brethren who could have been called on to represent our great order. Thus, I am beside myself in this task. The history of the Order of Demolay can be found through numerous resources. Uh, first and foremost of which is the uh, official website of Demolay International, which is www.demolay.org. And I suggest and encourage our listeners to research it thoroughly for the topic at hand. Uh, it would be a waste of your time for me to read from that site. Uh, so let's, let's attempt to discover, in my humble opinion, the more deeper purpose for the world's most premier youth organization, DMLA. In 1919, when Dad Frank Sherman Lang created Demolay, he did it out of love. It was a gift of love first to a group of nine young men, then to his community, soon thereafter his nation, and ultimately the world. The establishment of an organization which encompasses the very principle moral and Masonic edifices that he was attempting to build within himself is groundbreaking and simply astounding. For our seven cardinal virtues, filial love, reverence for sacred things, courtesy, comradeship, fidelity, cleanness, and patriotism were chosen as character traits which should be incumbent in each and every good man in the community. 
Thus, in the most basic and fundamental character building way, the seven candles, which continue to burn in every member, changes the world every day. For when we live these principles, for God and for country, we live them for dim life. And in so doing, we fulfill dead land's dream that every young man who ever knelt at the Demolay altar be deemed to live his life representative of Demolay. For when this occurs, the world becomes a better place. Now, I ask you as a distinguished representative of the most worshipful Grand Lodge of ancient free and accepted Masons of Kansas, what better way is there for our lodges to accomplish our mission statement? And I quote, to achieve success and prosperity as assets to their community, than to take an active role in the lives of our youth. In so doing, we experience the joy of having made a difference in the betterment of our communities, one life at a time. When we as Masons exemplify the very fundamental actions of dad land by making a difference in the lives of young men, we better our community, our nation, and the world. And that, Brother Alex, is what DMLA is about, bettering the world. That is lovely, man. You, you, you wrote the hell out of that. <laughs> Very well said. So amazingly enough, we, we find out that DMLA started right here in the Kansas City area, right? Yes, sir. Right across that the river over on Truce at the Scottish Rite Building in April 1990. And that that same building, I think it was had a had a fire just a few years ago, and and they found a time capsule in there. I don't recall the specific items, but do you know if any Demolay material was was found within that? That would more than likely be accessible on the uh, website as well. Uh, there is a podcast. Now, this is the interesting thing that they did. And it started, uh, I think, a year before or right around the 100th anniversary, was that they went through the minutes. And the program was called Way Back Wednesday. And, and, and at least two grandmasters had the minutes of the original creation of the order and, and since then read every Wednesday night. And it was awesome. I mean, I, I didn't make every one of them, but uh, they were they were inspiring as to what actually went on in the day-to-day -day operations and with each meeting. Sure. I mean, it, it, it was highly it, it's, it's definitely a fascinating story. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Walt Disney was actually one of the uh, the first Demolays here in the Kansas City no, chapter. No, he, he was not one of no? the first, but he was a Demolay. Okay, I thought he was in the first. Uh, so, it, what year did he come in? I that that would have to be. I we'll, used to know. We'll find that like out. That in my youth, <laughs> uh, we'll I find that out. Have, I do have a picture of him and Dad Land and uh, some others, but they're on my phone, and I'm I'm using it right now for the podcast. Not a problem at all. Now, Brother Joe, Brother Marvin gave us a really compelling uh, kind of look at Demolay and its, I guess you could say, responsibility of molding our youth to kind of come up to be an amazing selection for Masons to approach for new Masons. Now, I, w with your son just joining, I want to kind of get your perspective. Was Demolay something that was already in your sights or what really got you in that direction of uh, your son wanting to approach that? Sure. Um, and and that, that's a great question. Um, to be honest, uh, when we first joined the, the lodge that I've since become master at, um, one of the reasons that uh, we joined this particular lodge was uh, because I, I did a little bit of lodge shopping when I, when I got back into Freemasonry. And there's about four lodges uh, within a 10-mile radius 
um, that I could have uh, become a member at. But the reason why I became a member at Manassa Lodge was that it had such a extreme focus on family. Um, you know, we are the, the family centric lodge. Um, you know, you, you sat in lodge with me when, uh, when we have our stated meetings, people bring their families, people bring their spouses and their children and their, their in-laws and their parents. And, um, you know, so that dining hall is full of people, um, and it's expected. Um, and it's beautiful and we love it. And, uh, you know, I'm blessed that, that our lodge has both a, a rainbow girls assembly and it also has a DMLA chapter right at the lodge. So, Amen. Um, in fact, um, you know, the, uh, the rainbow assembly was started up about 10 or 11 years ago. Um, and the DMLA chapter, uh, had actually gone dark for quite a while. And it was also started up uh, a little before that. So, um, you know, we've got healthy groups of young men and women that are becoming part of the Masonic family. And, you know, our, our, taking that, that family, uh, aspect a little bit further, you know, we have pretty much all the appendant bodies there as well, uh, especially the, the co-ed ones. So it's not uncommon that you see spouses and children and, and, you know, grandchildren at our lodge. And it's, like I said, it's to be expected. So, um, it was, it was an easy conversation, you know, to first bring my daughter into rainbow and then later my son into Demolay. It was cause I, I, I grew up with these people for the last six or seven years. You know, right. so, um, in fact, we just, uh, two of our, our older Demolay, uh, actually just in the last two months, um, actually, uh, got initiated into, into the craft. Our lodges. Wow. So, yeah. Our two oldest boys, um, they petitioned over the summer. They had just turned 18 and, uh, yeah, we're putting them through the, through the degrees in Freemasonry. So it's really an interesting transition. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure this is something we could bring up later, but I think some of the most fun, and I've had a lot of fun in my lodge. I've had years and years of fun. Um, some of the most fun experiences I've had was watching these dads help their Malay sons become Freemasons. It's, 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 it's an amazing experience and I haven't experienced it yet. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. That's fantastic. You know, you know that, uh, as a senior demolay or as a demolay, uh, you know, there's two things in masonry about a Lewis. If you know what a Lewis is, it's tool and masonry and, and stonework and lifting stone. And a demolay, as well as the son of a mason, is considered a Lewis. That's an actual fact. That is true. That is true. And a great point. Now, to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, and I mean, no disrespect, but there are some people out there that will talk about youth orders and being kind of a conveyor belt system. So as you talk about these these two oldest Malay that joined um, the Masonic fraternity, um, I would ask this. And I, granted, I think I already know the, uh, the answer here, knowing you and your caliber of masonry. Um, would you say that they approached masonry of their own free will and accord? And were they the right type of men for masonry? So that is not a loaded question at all. So, <laughs> not for that. Uh, I won't be showing this at the next chapter meeting. But uh, no, <laughs> no I, I think so. And I think that uh, to, to your point, um, you know, I am I am not a. Uh, I'm not into conveyor belt masonry, um, you know, Amen. And, uh, you know, and you and I have talked about this uh, quite a bit, you know, when we get a new prospect that comes into the lodge or reaches out on the website or calls because they decide to put my damn cell phone number on the wall outside the building. Um, so a lot of people reach out to me and um, you know, when we first meet that prospect and talk to them, you know, the first thing we do is we, we, we grill them on why they want to be there. You know, why do you want to sure. join? the reasoning behind it and the next thing we do and it, it it ticks off a lot of the the quote unquote older masons uh in my lodge or at least lots of them is we send them to other lodges we're like go down to this lodge and go check it out go down to this lodge it's two miles away go down to this lodge it's four miles away you might like it better there you might get a better feel for the brethren there it might be you know your type of vibe when you walk into that lodge so you know, a, a first timer who this is the first time they're meeting Freemasons, we send them packing and tell them, go to another lodge, see if you like it better. You might not, and you might come back here. And if you do, we, you know, we'll welcome you with open arms. But 
um, you know, we never want the first place that someone goes to to be that 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 decision point. And the same goes for for you know our young Demolay Masons now. Um, like I said, we've grown up with these young men and uh, watch them grow. Um, that's, my point. that's my point. Right, absolutely, and and watch them inculcate these. Amazing you know their heart. values. Yeah, absolutely. And and we still put, you know, they go, they don't get any shortcuts. They go through the same processes that every other candidate does. They have a background check. They have an investigation committee, yep. you know, all that stuff. They have to have two Masons vouch for them. Um, mind you, they know quite a few more Masons than your, your regular prospect off the street, but um, you know, there, there's no shortcuts with their process um, mm -hmm. and there's no shortcuts in their, in their initiation either. So um you know, so yeah, it's, it's, it does kind of go hand in glove, but, but, you know, to that point and, and to brother Marvin's point, we, we had a good sense of who they were going to be as, as, as men. Um, exactly. That's beautifully put. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I wanted to get at is the fact that while they have the experience, they're not so much just a shoe in, they still have no. that that investigation process and they, they've exactly. got to kind of prove themselves to get through. That's beautifully put. Brother Marvin, I, I want to get a, a perspective from you real quick because you actually went through Demolay. So growing up, going through Demolay, and I, I want to get kind of your spec perspective on what was your view of masonry during the time that you were in Demolay? I actually thought you guys were cooking. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. When I was 13 years old and I, I went to a lodge uh, dinner one night because uh, I was asked to go and help uh, bust the tables and everything. And the men all went in the lodge room. I didn't know it was carpeted, <laughs> beautifully adorned and everything. I thought they went to cook the deal, dinner, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, what, what uh, Brother Joe was talking about is exactly exactly the, the point uh you know their heart number one now let me give you an example of some brethren in my lodge in oklahoma okay traditionally the lodge would have one masonic uh, third degree a year okay and they had to farm out the indian degree team of oklahoma to come and do it and i know alex i think you've seen that um well that has basically stopped since 2016 because in sec in, I believe it was 16 the year that I moved back here they had nine master mason degrees in one year and they were all demolized these young men have applied themselves the average line of the lodge is is completely reduced in and, and I'm not saying it's it's a membership recruitment device. I'm not saying that there's expectations that they will join because I know I am one of four guys in my chapter out of years in DMLA that joined the lodge. Only four. We've got honored men in masonry. Their sons were in DMLA. They didn't join the Blue Lodge, you know. And, 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 and that's and is not very high either. It's it's not, you know, it's, just not a shoe in to become a mason just because you're a Demolay. And yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, what what caused me to further my journey by joining the lodge was the relationship between the men that I brokered. Okay, I wanted to give back to what was given to me. Okay, and, and that's a simple statement, and, and brethren that are watching uh, can contest to that, can, can attest to that, that. That is the reason why I didn't have children. I, didn't, I don't have any purpose other than to give what was given to me to some other young man. That's, that's fantastic. So looking at it from kind of a historical perspective then, um, which I will throw in because I've pulled up here, um, Walt Disney joined in 1920. So very close to the beginning, but not the original. Right. He was the 107th member to join. But as we were touching in that statistic of Demolay moving over to actually join masonry, um, we don't have records that 
Walt Disney became a Mason past that. He just went right. through Demolay. So historically, we can kind of look at it from a sense that it's it's not so much made as this conveyor belt system, but just like masonry is made for men to make us better through these uh, these lessons of morality and all. It's kind of the same thing to give a a fair footing and a firm foundation to our youth, whether they become Masons or not. Right. You're still taking stock in the young men of the community and you're bettering the community. And I mean, who's going to take care of us when it comes time? I mean, you know, I think investing in these principles of good sonship and good citizenship would be the best thing that a lodge can do to better the community. Sure. Sure. You know, it, it kind of makes me now, think because no, go ahead. Let me go on with the, you were referencing the, the fact that he did not join. Masonic. Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about men that did John Wayne. John Wayne was a demon. Right. And you know, as well as I do, Amazing. Uh, I mean, you got Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was in DMLA. Now, he tried to join the Lodge, but the brethren in Hot Springs had, you know, some reservations over his governorship that they decided uh, that he was not to become anything further. And that's, you know, something that we'll talk about behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Duly noted. Well, you know, real quick, I do want to give a quick shout out. I'm seeing over on the Facebook side, uh, we've got Matthew Muldoon saying that he was Demolay in KCK, Kansas City, Kansas. Double and then over on my chapter. Oh, fantastic. And then over on the uh, YouTube side, uh, we've got Pete Brock saying Seymour, Senior Demolay and PMC of Edward B. Beattie Chapter in Coos Bay, Oregon. Awesome. Fantastic. Oh, got you. Thank you for clarifying that. Well, thank you guys for joining in for this episode this evening. And if you got anything you want to add to this conversation, be sure to throw that in the comments for all to see. And we will throw it in here as well. And we may have one more. We got uh, Mike Branson saying, uh, if the brothers of a sponsoring lodge take care of their demolays, mentor them, and give them the respect that any good man would give another and live lives of example, those demolays will eventually become Masons. That's very, very true. I believe that. So, Brother Joe. With your son just joining, I want, I want to get a little bit of a perspective um, because obviously you are Mason, you're digging the fraternity. I think we all want to have that Masonic family, but what has your son conveyed? What, what's been his experience so far and uh, how do you think he's liking it? Yeah, so um, I think that so uh, here in Virginia, um, and I don't know if Brother Marvin's ever seen this, we once a year we do um, the DMLA degrees, we actually go out to Luray Caverns um, and we do the DMLA degree in, in a cavern. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, that was, and it's put on by, uh, they, they have a, um, they have a ritual uh, contest right before that, that time where they're putting on the class and all the chapters from the state get together. And the ones who win the ritual contest are the ones that get to put on the, the DMLA degree. And I have to say, um, watching that DMLA degree in a cave a couple of hundred feet down um, was, was, was some of the most beautiful and, and transcendent ritual I have ever seen. That's one of those old phones. Yeah, yeah. Old <laughs> my mom's got that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. All kidding aside, um, you know, I've sat through many degrees, you know, in my, in my many years in masonry, and that was some of the most beautiful and and really heartfelt ritual I have ever seen in my life. I was completely blown away by it. Um, uh, again, just the 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 ambiance of the room and the way that these young men put on the ritual it it knocks the socks off of 
degrees I've seen put on by Masonic lodges. You know what I mean? It was just completely oh, yeah. mind blowing. Um, and, and it's not a short degree. It's a very long degree. Um, and, and the it, ritual it, it represents the trials of Jacques de Molay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was, I didn't want to give too much away, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a long degree and, and the, um, you know, you're, you're getting to witness the last, the last days of, of Jacques de Molay as grandmaster of, of the Knights Templar. Um, holy cow. I was completely blown away. And you could tell by the time he was done the initiatory degree. Um, it, it's basically what you see in a lot of appended bodies. It's, it's, it's like a little, uh, intro, you know, you get a little obligation and a little bit of a lecture and, you know, it's the initiatory degree. Um, but then when you see the DMLA degree, um, my God, it, it's mind blowing. Um, I mean, that's the only word I can describe for it. And I could tell after, and uh, again, my son was only 11 and a half. Um, you could tell that he definitely got something out of it. You know, it was like, holy crap, this is, this is not, fun cool. stuff. this is serious. And it, yeah, cool. And, and, you know, there was something here that was, was meant to be learned. Um, so he's, he's really new in, in Demolay, um, you know, and, and our chapter is, uh, you know, we, we suffer from the same issues that a lot of chapters do. We've got these peaks and valleys in, in the way our boys are, are structured. And it's, it's only because, um, and you don't see this in Blue Lodge, it's, uh, you see a couple of guys who joined Demolay, they bring all their friends who are the exact same age. So they all travel through Demolay together, right? Mm -hmm. So right now our chapter is seeing that disparity where you've got these boys that are 18, 19 years old. And then you've got my son who's 12 and you got a couple of 12 and 13 year olds. So it, there's these peaks and valleys in membership, but um, I don't think, I, I guess that's probably been there always. You know what I mean? Um, you've got a, a, a class of boys that, that travel together through their Demolay careers. And then, you know, they move on to other things and rinse and repeat. But, um, but yeah, so he's, he's, like I said, he's just starting out. Um, learning ritual, learning his proficiency, going to meetings. Um, they do a lot of fun stuff and they do service stuff as well. So um, he gets to see a little bit of everything, but it's, it's, it's fun and it's interesting. Um, I'm, a, I'm a new DMLA dad. Uh, I've been a rainbow dad for six years. Um, so, you know, this is definitely a little bit different than rainbow. Um, but yeah, like I, said, I just keep going back to hurting cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I just need some more cats, but uh um, on that respect, but um, yeah, I just keep going back to that that DMLA degree. That really was completely mind blowing for me. It just that's what makes DMLA stand apart so much from any other youth organization in the world is our ritual. Mm. It the meaning that Deadland and uh, Frank Marshall, who was a writer for the Kansas City Star, and uh, worked in the Scottish Rite with uh, Dad Land, their, uh, their, I don't know how to put it, their consult consultations on what they wanted in, in the ritual. And I mean, even the initiatory degree is, is a beautiful, beautiful sermon. And it's, it's representative of a young man traveling the road of life to manhood and, and and it parallels masonry so so much uh and and then of course beam light degree uh that uh section of the beam light ritual is i mean I, I we we've actually done that at delaware a couple of years back under the uh uh dad uh David Barnes was the executive officer, and we, we had a chance to do it with the senior DMLA degree team at Delaware Lodge. And, and uh, Brother Joe, you know, the, you know where the, uh, the three inquisitors are up in the east? Well, there's a, a picture in the ritual, in the old ritual, that shows a whole body of men, right, up in the east, all these inquisitors. So I got the idea to take every dad that we had okay that was an honorary legion of honor or not and, and and take him and dress him in the black robe and put him up there as an inquisitor and these men were blown away they loved and relished 
the idea that they got to participate in a demolated degree. Because these guys that have worked as advisors for us for all these years, they got they always had to sit on the sideline. They couldn't be part of it. And these men were moved. I mean, I had men in tears because they got to be a part. They didn't get to speak. They didn't get to do anything. But they got to sit in the East as inquisitors, as the nobles of the Catholic Church. And it, it was a, 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 a life-altering thing for, for certain men. I mean, I have one brother. Uh, I don't want to just divulge his name, but, but he told me he never knew that Dean Lay had such a beautiful ritual. And, and this man is well-grounded in Scottish Rite and New York Rite. And, and, but he was moved by what he witnessed when we got to do that. And I'd love to, you know, be given the opportunity to do it or have uh, you know, Mark McLean uh, put something together for the Grand Lodge of Kansas and, and make every member of Masonry in Kansas an honorary dean of life. So it's, fu that's, it's funny you mentioned that. So uh, we actually became, um, myself and a bunch of other brothers, this is before my, my son was old enough to become a dean of life. Um, we were actually made honorary dean of life. Um, I think it was uh, it was before the pandemic. It was about 2018, but mm -hmm. it was about 50, 50 master masons, all different ages, um, put through the two degrees, um, kind of like a one day class kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean it was it was beautiful then. Um, you know the degree that they put on, and in fact for the centennial, which was just um, Virginia just had their centennial uh, uh -huh. this year. At the beginning of the year, they did the honorary DMLA degree for uh, a lot of Master Masons at the GW Memorial. Um, but it was the, the cast was all senior DMLAs. Um, My yeah. point exactly. Yeah. The, it was very the cool. older guys should be giving it back to the, the yeah. guys as, as Masons. You know, not the active DMLAs giving it to Masons, but the older guys that were DMLAs in their youth. Right. Yeah, it was neat. We're giving that, it back. That's pretty cool. So throwing a little bit of history in here, we've got uh, Brother Dwayne Marshall throwing in on the Facebook side that Alice Cooper was a Demole. Yep. And he also points out uh, that Delaware Demole has an article in the current Kansas Mason uh, publication that just came out digitally. Uh, shout out to Most Worshipful Darren Kellerman, who's the editor-in-chief of that. And I threw in a link on both the Facebook and the YouTube side um, to that article or to that uh, the entire publication. So go check it out and find that article in there and read up on the Delaware chapter of Demole here in Kansas City. Woo. That was my home chapter. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I, I do got a question here for you. As we're talking about um, Demolay and kind of giving that foundation, um, I want to ask you, Brother Marvin, when you were going through Demolay, well, I guess more looking back at it now, how would you say Demolay impacted you and kind of changed you versus if you had not gone through it? Uh, what you don't know is that Christmas day of 1982, my house burned down. And my mother did not have room for me uh, to stay. They were in a separation, and which eventually turned into a divorce. And uh, my father was a member of Delaware Lodge, not active. He was a truck driver. And uh, they basically did not have room for me in the apartment that she got from the nuns at Providence St. Margaret's where she worked. And um, had it not been for the Order of the Malay and the relationship that I had with, you know, the guys and the parents through the Mother's Club and everything, I, I would have been homeless. Uh, but a, a, a young man, David John Rose, uh, and, and his parents, David Jean Rose, member of Wyandotte Lodge Number 3, and Janan Rose, a member of Sherman Eastern Star, found it in their heart to take me in. And he lived, uh, he worked on a limited income, uh, 
his wife was a, a, a housewife, no income. She was a teacher way back before she got pregnant with David John. Uh, but they took me into their home. They fed me. They raised me until I went in the Marine Corps. Uh, graduated from high school, and it, it, had it not been for my involvement in DMLA, uh, I don't I don't know where I'd be today. And that's that's a true true story. Man, so sorry to hear that. First of all, thank you for it's, it's confiding, and well, I appreciate you being vulnerable and and, and sharing that with us. That's. I think that's, that's, that's what a heck of a journey. That passion so much that you talked sure. about earlier. Sure. It is, it is, had it not been for, you know, my life experiences, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to claim. You know, there's, there's beauty in that, though, that through such troubled times, you're able to see a glimpse within the kindness of these people and oh, they, they were they were oh, from up from the bottom of my heart there there's nothing i could have done in my life to repay what they had done for me and they've they've all right. three uh have passed uh their son passed in in 97 and and he ended up being becoming the sheriff of table rock county in missouri is that right he was a deputy sheriff in Wyandotte county along with me in the in the early 90s and uh, he went on and became the elected sheriff of table rock county in missouri and uh, they were beautiful people there there's not enough that i could say about david and Jan rose and their son i i can only imagine you know i i find it really cool that that through those troubled, uh, troubled times, though, you were able to see something within that person that caught your, caught on to something in you, made you look into it, and you found this demole, and then it continues to open this path into your life and who you've become today. And, you know, I think that all to all in totality brings together just this beautiful story um, that I'm pretty awed by. That's That's really cool, man. I appreciate that you shared that with us. Well, thank you. As again, I say, I'm, I'm, I'm more than honored and humbled to even be on your show tonight. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here. Brother Joe, I know, uh, I know your son is, is pretty new to the game. Um, but would you say with his getting into uh, this fraternal society for the first time, getting exposed to uh, different teachings and whatnot, have you seen anything spark or shift in him so far? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, uh, 12 and 13 is, is really those, those, those change points in, in young boys, right. When they start sure. men. So, um, you know, and it's, it's being a preteen in today's world is a lot different than being a preteen when, when Fun we were times. and then, you know, not, we're not going to go as far back as brother Marvin's time. I mean, they had like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were drinking something. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I joined DMLA at the age of 13 and 79, so I'm not as old as I may look. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but, <laughs> sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> old guest. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, these kids today are, are growing up in a much different society than, than any of us were. So true. You know, it's different, right? And, and they've got different things that, uh, that vie for their time and their attention. Um, and school, even school is different than, you know, even when, when all of us were kids, you know, it's just yeah. a much different animal. It's, it's a weird animal too. You know, school is just weird. I've got three kids and school just baffles me sometimes with how weird it is. Same. Um, a lot of, a lot of weird crap going on, but uh, anyway, um, so it's, it's, it's a weird time to be a 12 year old boy. And I think, I think this is a good opportunity for him to whether whether he he takes it by the reins or not to at least start to get some sense of what adulthood could be like yeah. uh, and maybe pass along one or two of those lessons that will serve him well as as a young man growing up um 
you know, and, and that's not to say, you know, Demolay is, is no different than Masonry in that you can give these young men these lessons and, and, and pass on these teachings and impart the, the words and the meanings behind them, but it's up to them to, to take hold of them and actually impart them into their own lives, you know, and I, hence, hence the Je William Jefferson Clinton story. We well, yeah. Give you what the, the, you know, the uh, precepts to live by, but we can't make you live by it. Right. Exactly. And it, I mean, That's it's true. no different for, you know, it's no different for masonry. You right. know, we, and we say this all the time. Freemasonry is, is just a, a microcosm mm -hmm. of society. Right. And, you know, you can teach, men these lessons and put them through the degrees but it's really up to them to make them part of their lives and some people do and some people don't you can't change that you know what i mean but um at the end of the day i think it's better to have that experience and then let these young men choose what kind of person they're going to be as opposed to not right exposing right. them to it at all you know so Amen. Um, so yeah so i think i we've got a ways to go he's just started in his in his DMLA journey. Um, you know, we've got many years to go in it. So, you know, hopefully he picks up a thing or two. Definitely. You know, I'll, I'll be excited um, as friends with you to kind of keep up with you on that because as Masons, you know, we go for some years and then we kind of look back and reflect and think, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, it's impacted me in this or this way that maybe I never caught on to. Um, but you've got this, this unique opportunity as a father uh, to see this happen to your son and see your son uh, invoke down this path and probably catch on uh, to these little aspects that he's not noticing. It's just part of his journey. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a beautiful experience for you guys. So really looking yeah, forward I, to, to hearing so. more of that. Yeah, right on. Well, fantastic. So we've, we've got a few minutes before our, our toast here, and I know we've got a video that we want to share. It's about a minute long, so I think we'll do that just before our toast. Uh, Brother Marvin, anything yes. else that we haven't covered this evening uh, that you want people to know about Demole, being history, being anything at all? Uh, I, I do have the 9 o'clock interpolation that I would like to offer. Uh, fantastic. If you would like that to go on now, I can do that. Is uh, this? I know Brother Joe knows uh, and has has witnessed this. I've seen it. But, yep. yep. But I, I I want you guys to to think about these words coming out of the mouth of a young man and his chaplain. Okay, so we're talking about distinct character building qualities here okay so this uh nine o'clock interpolation would be given during a meeting or during any function that would go into the nine o'clock hour it could be a dance it could be uh, a social function of any kind and it could be a, a business meeting if it goes to the hour of nine o'clock they are supposed to stop whatever they're doing and have the ceremony and the master counselor would rap three times and he would say, brethren, at this hour, all over our land, mothers are bending above the bed wherein lie the children they love. At this hour also, the guests in homes and hospitals are preparing for the hour of rest. Let us pause a moment in our deliberations while the chaplain offers a prayer. Our fathers. Our Father, as loving and indulgent parents, we invoke thy divine blessing upon all the fathers and mothers of our country and of all the world. And wilt thou pour out a special blessing for our mothers who watched over us with unceasing care during all the years of our lives. We ask thy benediction upon all who labor for the relief of suffering and need. May we ever realize that we are brothers of the helpless and suffering and rejoice in every call to the relief of pain or the alleviation of sorrow. Wilt thou help us to lead upright and patriotic lives worthy of the devotion of all who have labored for our beloved country in every field of sacrifice and service. And then in unison, 
And Brother Joe, as a being like dad, you can say this with me. God bless mother. God bless God father. Bless father. God bless the purposes of being like. Amen. That's pretty cool. I mean, think about that. These are young men. I mean, I know they didn't write the ritual, but this is what they learn. They memorize. I was never a chaplain. <laughs> uh, and it had been, what, since 84 that I was master counselor. So, uh, But these words coming out of their mouths touch hearts. At least they do to me. And they really keep me going back. 100%. I love it. Let's go ahead, switch over, watch this video. We'll come back with some final thoughts. Amen. One sec. How does a boy go to become a man? The classroom? The garage? The woods? The road? the workforce. For more than 100 years, thousands of young men ages 12 to 21 joined Demolay to learn from dedicated mentors what it takes and what it means to be a man. In a safe, fun, and nurturing environment, adult advisors help boys from different backgrounds gain confidence, learn respect, appreciate charity, make lifelong friends, and become men of outstanding character. Demolay, the road begins here. Amen. That That's pretty cool. If you guys want to see that again and want to learn more about the Order of Demolay, you can go over to badmolay.org. So at this time, as we're coming up on the nine o'clock hour, I want to give a chance uh, for any final thoughts before we roll into our toast. Uh, Brother Joe, if you wouldn't mind, any final thoughts that you would like to talk about Demolay? No, this is uh, this has been fantastic. Um, and I do not want to take any of Brother Marvin's limelight. He did an amazing job this evening. Um, like I said, I'm super jazzed to be uh, a part of the Demolay family. And uh, like you said, Brother Alex, I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing my son and, and, you know, all the Demolay brothers around him go, go through this journey. I think it's an amazing journey and uh, thank you for shedding some light on it. I think it was, it was much needed. And again, uh, brother Marvin, you did a phenomenal job tonight uh, talking about um, a, a order that, that means so much to so many of us. So thank you. Thank 100%. you. Thank you. So, so as I said, coming into this, we, we had this request to talk about Demolay, learn a little bit about the history, what Demolay is. And when that came up, only one name shot into my mind of who I needed to invite on the show. And that was none other than Brother Marvin Fletcher. Every time I talk to you, brother, uh, you talk so highly of Demolay and not just not just like membership peddling, right? Like you, you talk on this deep level of how it's impacted you, how you know it can impact others. And that's where your passion is. And Amen. that's why I knew this was genuine and we need to have you on to talk. So I've been thrilled to have you on. You have done phenomenal tonight. And I want to give you a chance for any final words that you want to drive into people's mind about the order of Demolay. Yes. Uh, if, if, if any, one, especially in Kansas, wishes to, uh, in any of our lodges, wishes to consider the sponsorship of Dean Lake Chapters. They should reach out to the executive officer, Mark McLean, who's in Wichita, and you can get the information for him through the Dean Lake website, www.deanlake.org. Fantastic. I'm sure he would be honored and ecstatic to talk about you and or to talk with you about about the sponsorship of a Demolay chapter in your community. Very cool. I hope anyone listening to this, watching this, that has interest, that something in this show this evening uh, caught your attention, uh, that you'll act on that. You'll reach out, you'll check out the website, and you'll learn more. With that, 
We are at the nine o'clock hour. We always have a little tradition here of sticking with our traditional toasts and ending the show that way. Um, Brother Marvin, would you yeah. mind to give us our closing toast this evening? Well, in, in November the 8th of each year is, is Frank Sherman Land Day. And I know we're a couple of days past that, but I would very much like to uh, toast Dad Land and also uh, for God, for country, for Demolay. Here, here. Cheers. Fantastic. Brothers, both of you, I want to thank so much for coming on this evening and giving us such a well-rounded look at the history, at your experience, the mission behind the Order of Demolay obviously has so much to offer and so much more information to dive into. So I hope you guys at least had a little bit of insight and spark and we'll dive in yourself to go learn more. We appreciate everyone joining us in uh, live this evening over on YouTube, on Facebook. We appreciate all of you and all the uh, past Demolay members that have been commenting on both sides. Really great to hear from you guys. Until next time. We'll see you right here back on Historical Light and keep illuminating our past. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you next time. Thank you, brother.